Hey, it's Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast. Not exactly a review, something new. I'm bringing on a guest host today, my bro for life, Chris Hester. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Scott. Joy to be here. I'm glad you're here. Um, Glad to be here. We'll tell everybody what we're going to be doing later on, but we both saw Doctor Strange and wanted to talk about it. Yes, we did. Now, there will be a few spoilers in here so we can talk about it. I actually did record a podcast after I saw the movie that's spoiler-free. You can listen to that one separately if you haven't seen the movie. You don't have anything to say? You don't want to jump in no, there? No, but let's, let's get going on it, Scott. I, I, I know you're, you're a man of many words. Let's get going. All right. I'm a huge Doctor Strange fan. Anybody that knows, uh, that was my jam growing up, and I was thrilled with the movie. Um, I was excited. I actually, originally, I was not excited when they announced we were going to get a change in directors, and then they announced it was going to be Sam Raimi, and I was all in. You know, I thought he was the right fit, and it turns out he was. What do you think? Uh, I, I think Raimi was the 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 best part of this movie to me in, in almost every way because it it's as bonkers crazy as a Sam Raimi movie is. But could anyone else direct this movie? I mean, it, it was just absolutely perfect for this guy to direct because – it's all over the place. It, it encompasses heavy CGI, just crazy, beautiful effects and creepy horror like Marvel has never seen in these 20 plus films in the last decade plus. So I, I think and at the, when it was first announced that he was going to be the director, it seemed like an odd choice. But now in retrospect, not so much. He seems like the perfect choice. For somebody who's read the comic book all his life, you know, um, I enjoyed the first movie, but it was a Marvelized version of the character, kind of like the the version of Tony Stark and Iron Man is not the uh, heavy drinking womanizing version of Tony Stark that we had in the comics. Uh, But this is much more in line with how Doctor Strange, most of the comic book issues dealt with changing of bodies, different dimensions, um, you know, uh, changing alliances, um, taking you somewhere you had never even thought of going before, you know, opening another dimension, another, uh, another universe, another part of the multiverse. This is all, and the dark elements of it are all part of what, what drew me to Dr. Strange when I was a kid, you know? Um, and now we, we seem to have that in movie form that I, like you said, they've done some horror things that they've never done before and they pulled it off, you know? Um, I'll get into this a little bit more later, but I'm just reading a few reviews that are balancing their expectations or, or hedging their bets on their expectations more than what the movie actually is. And I thought as reviewers, we're not really supposed to do that. Um, I've heard a couple of people have negative things to say about it because of the way it impacts the overall universe. And I honestly don't care about that stuff. I mean, with Iron Man 3 or Endgame or whatever, obviously, yes, I care about that stuff. But when it's one of these single character movies and they want to do something different with it, it doesn't have to tick all those boxes and ring all those bells for me if they want to do something different. And they did do something different. It still had a lot of Marvel stuff in it, but it was its own thing. You know. Well, and 
that's a lot of what I really loved about it. And I, what's funny is I, I, I put together some show notes for today and one of the negatives and that I please put those in, in quotations because by all means, I love this movie, get that out of the way because I, I really did. And one of the negatives I think is going to be perception of where do you go from here? Because it, we're so used to the continuity and I have every bit of faith in Kevin Feige that it does go from here. As do I. Right? Yeah. Um, but it like, like you just mentioned, it, it's kind of baffling because it takes a little bit of a left turn where, uh, you're not quite sure where it's going, and I like that. I like that. I, I just think for the general the general audience may be a little confused. Maybe, but I think we're far enough along this Marvel line now. We're what twenty five films, twenty six, whatever the number right. is. Um, there have been a couple times where, like at the end of um, Infinity War, how are they going to top this? Right. And then they find a way to do it. You know, it, it's there's already been a few times in the Marvel Universe where I've said they're not going to be able to do it. Top that they probably shouldn't try. And they do something completely unexpected. They do something that I don't that I didn't foresee that actually turns out even bigger or better. I didn't think they should try and outdo Spider-Man. You know, No Way Home. This, this is basically the continuation of that story. Right. And they really didn't. You know, they they went a different route with it. You know what? Uh and I know, I mean, specifically, it's a continuation of the last Spider-Man movie. But to me, it every bit as much was a continuation of WandaVision. For, oh, sure. I mean, it's almost a Wanda yeah, movie. Yeah, for sure. And, and really? to me, that was the highlight. Uh, um, because... It, it, well, it's, spoiler alert, basically a supervillain origin story. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and if you thought she was a supervillain in that, I mean, hold on tight because you've never seen, yeah. you, you thought Thanos was something. You ain't seen nothing. You ain't seen nothing. And, uh, you know, that, see, I, I'm not quite into the lore as you are, um, I, especially to be honest with you, did not know who Doctor Strange was until the first Doctor Strange movie. So I had no comic book lore to um, rely on. That said, I love that movie, and that really got me into Doctor Strange mm -hmm. and his subsequent. To me, it's one of the more rewatchable movies oh, it too. Certainly is for some reason, for whatever so reason, a, a very relatable character, and then he becomes uh, such a part of the fabric of the of the subsequent Marvel movies, uh, a, a very important mm -hmm. part of them. Uh, whether as a mentor or a major or minor character. So that that was a big part, but didn't know anything about the Scarlet Witch either. You know, so, um, and right. I don't think you have to by any means to enjoy the movie, but, you know, that crossover from Wanda into the Scarlet Witch in this movie, I mean, it's just, it, it's creepy slash frightening slash like you've mentioned and I've mentioned. Like nothing and well done. Before in a Marvel movie. Um, some of the best acting she's ever oh, done. I mean, she's great. Powerhouse, powerhouse, you know, and I, you know, you, you spoke on some of the negative reviews. I'll speak on some of the positives. There, I mean, there are people that are talking about serious Academy Award nominations for her and they'd be well-deserved, you know, for uh, supporting actress because she was phenomenal, man. That, that. I totally agree. Um, 
And mm-hmm. do you, as good as Marvel movies are, um, the emotional parts are few and far between, you know, more known for action, more known for humor. Um, but this movie had a lot of heart, man, both from uh, Cumberbatch's role, but well, the whole mentor over America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. In the in the, in the larger uh, Marvel movies, you you had a lot of heart in them, but this one, I mean, just really, there's some deep stuff, you know. And the uh, just Wanda's existence and what she's doing and what she's willing to do to keep what is going on in her version of reality going on is. Uh, it's heartbreaking. Um, and it's, it's something that anyone that's uh, a parent can relate to or anyone that's close to anyone. Um, I think that's what elevates the movie is we have a great bad guy. Right. A lot has been, a lot has been made on both the Marvel and DC sides that a lot of these movies don't have great bad guys or fully fleshed out bad guys. So they're just, you know, I just want to end the world because I want to, and I'm mad. This is a fully fleshed out bad guy. You know, she does become a villain. Uh, we know why. We know what she's been through and what's caused it and what's probably caused her snap or whatever, right. you know. And and then what happens to her, it, it it all is relatable because we've been there from the bottom to the top to the back to the bot. You know, um, it's just a really good villain role where we haven't had that very often in the MCU or yeah, the Yeah, because it's not like a hee-hee-hee-hee-ha-ha-ha-ha. Ha-ha-ha, I'm my mustache. Exactly. No, I mean, the 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 most dangerous person is the person standing next to you. You know, and that that's, you know, that you least expect to be dangerous. And, you know, that's when when Strange unwittingly divulges where America who it's a, we should we failed to mention is one of the brightest and best parts of this movie her character is just phenomenal and phenomenally active as well and the fact that he gives up her location and her powers to the person that wants to take her powers away from her um, and the fact that he wasn't cognizant of it too. I mean, that that's that plays into something that's just evil lurking beneath the surface, period. And, and I am always worried when one of these franchises is going to add a new young character. Yeah. I'm always afraid because we know what's happened in other franchises before. Let's add some young people to bring some young people into the story, and then you get a, a dumbed down or a... Uh, Jump the shark. Huh? Jump the shark. That's yep. what you think. And in this case, we didn't, you know, they added a, a young, a younger character, but we didn't kitty eyes the movie. I mean, this, this is, is pushed as far as PG 13 can go. No. She, she was as good. And forgive me uh, because I, I, I don't have the IMDB in front of me, but every bit as good as the girl in Logan, you know, that's what it reminds me of. Uh-huh. Totally agree. Performance like that from someone that has no business being that good at acting. You know what I mean? I mean, she. So now she's going to be a wizard. Now she can travel through the multiverses and do magic. Right. (laughs) Right. No, no, she was a a extremely pleasant surprise to me. Yeah. I, like I said, I didn't know what to expect on any of this movie. My fingers were crossed because, well, I know Batman fans, 
when they go see a new Batman movie, it's a big deal. Superman fans, but us Doctor Strange fans are few and far between. So for me, it was my Batman. And I'm like, man, if they're going to add Robin or something, you know, because um, that's kind of what she's kind of the female, young female counterpart. Um, but it was great. You know, I, I didn't think it was cheesy. I thought it was well done. Um, she makes some interesting choices and they're not dumb choices, you know, that sometimes when they introduce these characters, they're the catalyst for getting into trouble. They're the catalyst for causing the problems and she's not, you know, she's, she's actually trying to fix things and she's pretty good at it. And um, yeah, I thought she was great. I, I wish um, Christine had a little more to do in the movie. I, th I wish Wong had a little more to do in the movie, but I don't, that's not a complaint. It's just, they're, they're pretty major characters that had not a whole lot. To that's do. Uh, that's part of my, like I said, I did, I did my little show notes where I had the positives and negatives. And <laughs> you know, one, you know, if I had to mention, I, I thought Wong was underused, but it's a two hour and six minute movie. You know, I, how, how many people are going to play major roles? Um, and there's a lot of story yeah. in this movie. I mean, there's a lot crammed into those two hours and six right. minutes. Right, exactly. So, I mean, that that was it. Um, I also thought, I mean, if we're going to harp on anything, but th this is Marvel. It, it either works or it doesn't. Humor. I, I thought the humor in this movie uh, missed the mark more than it hit it. Um, but that's just me. Um, I also didn't think they tried as much. True. And good. I don't. And good I don't think they went. I, mean, I think there was a lot of scenes where they could have. Good but for didn't. them because I, I. I thought the few times they tried yeah. it, they tried too hard, and it just. It kind of went with a thud, and I was, you know, as you, you were, you know, it's with a sellout crowd, and when you don't even get a snicker in an audience of, you know, a few hundred people, didn't work. Right. <laughs> but. Now. I was forced to see the movie in 3D. That sounds bad, but they had a trouble downloading the 2D. And I got to say, the 3D was really good. That's what um, I'm hearing. It's the first 3D movie I've actually watched in years. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. And uh, there, and wow, well, I mean, I went to a 24 theater showing, and all 24 theaters were showing Doctor Strange. So you know, obviously, <laughs> wow. <laughs> obviously, they were using the 3D. 3D theater. I, I just went to digital actually because I, I couldn't get the Dolby until sometime later this week. So, but I mean, mm. digital still was great. Yeah, I'm going to go see it again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely will. Um, so, kind of the elephant in the room to me uh, would be the title mm -hmm. of the movie. Um, I know a lot of reviewers have talked about this, and uh, I, I'm going to be another one of them is. It, even though, as I mentioned before, two hours and six minutes, how much are you really going to get done? But how much of the multiverse did we really see? Right. So, right. right. Not a no. whole lot. Yeah. We saw some different Dr. Stranges. We saw some different other characters, but we really didn't go. We didn't do uh, everything all at once, everything everywhere all at once kind of thing. People were expecting a little more spectacle than they got from that mm -hmm. now now did we get some incredible images and incredible cgi i don't know that i've ever seen better cgi to be honest with you um it really it, was it, good it was fantastic <laughs> to the point where the the corpse scenes you know the the animated corpse scenes with strange i mean mm -hmm. uh, extreme close-ups that it's a dead ringer, man. You don't know whether that's real, whether that's <laughs> practical, or whether it's CGI. I mean, it, it was really, really. Good. I know. I, I, I expected the movie to be good. At this point, Marvel 
you know, they've tried some things that maybe not always hit, but the movies really aren't terrible. They've not really made an, a horrible film yet. But I, I didn't know it was going to be quite this good. You know, hoped, hoped it's my dude. But if it was another mid-performer like the first movie, I would have been fine with it, you know, but it's not. It yeah. made $450 million globally on opening weekend. If it was, if it was Ant-Man. Yay, more Doctor Strange. Yeah, if it was Ant-Man, I'd be fine with it, you know, which to me is a really <laughs> good movie, a really good popcorn movie. Do I need to see it 10 times? No. Um, but this, this movie kind of, yeah, I mean, it knocked it out of the park. It really did. Uh, in, in a lot of really did yeah. I'm, in, in a lot of ways i'm waiting for that steelbook 4k pre-order to go up on best buy so i can go ahead and pre-order it and watch it in the leisure of my home so the the cameos i mean I, i'll get it out of the way they're my favorites um i mean every i'd say 50 percent of the audience fell out of their chair when krasinski showed up as reed richards i mean we Fanboys everywhere have wanted that to happen, and there it was. It was just like, this can't be real. This can't really be happening, we, can we, it? We, as sane fans, which I would call you and I, we we don't really want to fan cast things, you know, because that's just silly. But it, kind of, it made sense. And Krasinski mm -hmm. had mentioned And it worked. He was good. Krasinski had mentioned it in interviews recently that he'd be up for it, which he was lying because he had already filmed it. Um, <laughs> but you know what? But if this is what gets him in, you know, we just had a director drop off Fantastic Four, so hmm, rumors are that he could take it over. Could he be taking over? That, yeah, they could do worse, right? They could do worse, but uh, yeah, not only, I mean, it'd be, it'd be one thing to suit him up and have him that everybody cheer about it, but he was good, he was really good, and he had. He was good. He had some important lines in the movie. So, uh, and you know, he might not have considered a Marvel movie before, but when you have directors of indie movies like Taika Waititi, who get Academy Award or Emmy nominations for things, but then do a Marvel movie too, you know, there's no reason why they can't. No reason why you can't have that on your. I mean, why would you not want a big hit on your repertoire? Regardless, you know? <laughs> of, regardless of what these decrepit old directors want to say, this is legit entertainment, and it, it is. Well, and, and one of the actors came out and said, what do you mean? It's not art. It most certainly is, you know, like wait, I, with the results don't lie. Like you and I say all the time that, that it is where it is. You know, it entertains people and that it doesn't have to be Shakespeare to be art. So get over yourselves. Uh, you know, if we're going to compare these to the mindless action movies of the late 80s and 90s, I would take these because maybe. there's more stuff there all day long you know there's just more you all day you've long. got lauren you've got thanks to foggy you've got continuity you know which was and mythology right. if you just want to watch this popcorn movie you can if you want to go deep dive into it and go get into other things you, you can pick it up at film 12 you're fine or you can watch all 20 plus movies in a row and just be blown away at how they all tie into each other so I got to say, when they did Endgame, you know, I just I didn't think they could pull it off. And they did. So uh, I at that point gave up on second guessing Marvel and all that other things. So we were talking about uh, cameos. I expected Agent Carter as, as Captain America. Right. And we obviously expected Patrick Stewart. I did not expect and you probably don't know who she is. Um, Clea, 
uh, Charlize Theron to appear at the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, I had to read it. That, that was it. pretty major. Yeah, I had to read about it afterwards, and I, I didn't realize it was as big a deal <laughs> as it was. She's like his girlfriend. She, They go fight things together. It's kind of a – and that just added Charlize to the yeah, MCU. That, She's now a superhero. No, not at all. Funny, I just watched uh, Fast and Furious 9, and she's one of the better things in that movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I, I, I think, though, overall, you know, the, the cameos notwithstanding, the Illuminati was talked about a lot before the movie, underused um, in the movie. But I come to expect that kind of thing with Marvel. They, they, they drop some Easter eggs and trailers and we all get all fanboy about it for months. And then when a movie comes, it's five minutes and it's over. Right. I mean, because there was more better story to tell. I mean, as, as, I've read some Illuminati issues. I'm aware of who they are, but it was always something that got the story to somewhere else. They were never really the focus of anything. They were, you know, it was some, you had to go meet with them or deal with them to get to point B, that kind of thing. And so that's kind of what I knew they would be in this too. I didn't think they would be the whole second half of the movie or anything. I did not think she would take them out in horrible ways, but she did. And that was great. No, I, I, I thought the actual deaths were amazing. <laughs> <laughs> There were a lot of things in this Marvel movie that were not typical of a Marvel movie, and I think it's better for those things. Nor nor predictable whatsoever. Um, But here's coming in at number one, my glaring weakness, uh, and I I, I think most people are in agreement of this, is the absence of vision. Um, I just Mm. don't know how you make a movie that's this heavy on Wanda and the Scarlet Witch. And there's one line in the entire freaking movie regarding vision. Yeah, I get that. I mean, maybe they felt they dealt with that enough in the series because he was, that was all her. He was really dead. Right. You know, he's been dead the whole time. So there really is no vision. But why is this all happening, Scott? Well, I know, but. Maybe they felt they covered that ground in the show. I I would too have liked at least right, a flashback. Right. Or if you don't do anything else, you do a flashback. Um, but I, I I can see from the Kevin Feige perspective, you know, it, it, the vision thing was was you know it's been dealt with for a, a movie and a TV show now because it was a big part of Endgame and I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and and it. And I- I didn't totally miss him. I mean, yeah, I actually didn't think about it much until you mentioned it now. And yes, yes, I did miss I him. Think, okay. I, I think when you're dealing with trauma that heavy, the source of the trauma should be there. Should be in there, right. That's just part of this. And there was just the one line. I mean, she did reach into his head and pull the crystal out. So, or <laughs> he did, but she was trying to, oh. Yeah. No, I mean, anyway. it, and that's, Trust me when I say my negatives on this list are nitpicky um, because overall I extremely enjoyed this movie. Um, Well, and that goes back to what I was saying earlier about some of these other reviewers that I've seen recently talk about the fact that, well, how is this going to work for the MCU? I don't think this movie works because we don't know. 
mm, I've said that before and Kevin Feige figured it out in, in a logical way and I was fine with it. So I'm not even questioning it now. Yes, this doesn't sit right with everything MCU, but they'll figure it out by the next movie. Agreed. Agreed. No, and I, oh, they have a plan. I oh, trust I, in the plan. I have complete faith in that, that the continuity will continue and that this will make perfect sense. And even as a standalone, I immensely enjoyed the movie. Oh, this is one of my favorite MCU films of all time and will definitely be rewatchable infinitely. I think it's one of the more rewatchable movies because there's so much weird stuff in it. Right. You Agreed. Know? And I, I will tell you, um, a two hour and six minute movie to me felt like a 90 minute movie. I, I mean, yeah, it, flew it, by. it got it, it never gets in its own way. It just gets in and out of every scene and just moves on and follows the story and that you know that's a mark of a great movie i couldn't agree more so we're about to run out of time here on our free version of this program um <laughs> i've been watching the clock we have been planning to do something together for a long time so we should that's make an true. announcement so coming <laughs> up here at the end of the month we'll have an announcement here soon um is the Bros for Life Network, uh, starring both of us, starring Scott Hamilton and Chris Hester. So uh, the plan is right now to talk about all things pop culture, uh, all things movies, all things streaming, um, some Star Wars stuff, of course. We're both huge fans. And uh, not <laughs> not a whole lot of structure at first, you know, uh, much like our review today. It's going to be a lot of free-forming and... Um, just two regular guys talking about everything you guys enjoy listening to and watching. And uh, we hope. I think that's key. There's a lot of Uber geeks out there doing this kind of thing. We're not those guys. No, no. We're guys who enjoy this and we have some knowledge, but. Right. We're, we're not the Easter egg guys. We're not going to give you things that were t- 20 things that you missed while watching this. We're not those guys. You know, we're, <laughs> we're here to talk about what we enjoyed and we want to hear what you enjoyed. Um, and we're both just extremely excited to start it off and, uh, we hope to, uh, see you guys and hope to hope you, uh, join us on this journey. This will be a YouTube channel. So there'll actually be video to go along with this podcasting stuff, but we're not exactly Uber nerds. Uh, We grew up with this stuff. We love this stuff just like you do. And, you know, sometimes you just want to talk about it with your buds. That's kind of what we do. Right. That's that's exactly that's what we do. We might as we we thought it'd be fun to share with you guys. And if you're looking for that in-depth, detail-oriented Easter egg type stuff, check out the guys over at New Rockstars. Eric Voss and them do it pretty much better than Amazing. Else on the web. Yeah. And I, you know, we're looking at talking about pop culture between two friends and with our audience and Doing that a few times a week, um, possibly a weekly Star Wars show. There's a lot of things we're talking about, a lot of moving parts. And uh, next couple of weeks, we should have an announcement of an exact date of when we're going to get started and what our, our schedule is going to be like. You know, that may, may be some moving parts there, but really excited about it. And uh, we hope you'll join us. We'll put a link below this podcast so you can get there and go ahead and reserve your seat, as you will, a subscription or whatever. And uh, I'm looking forward to this, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. Can't wait. 
Well, always a pleasure. We will do this more often. Everybody go see Doctor Strange. It's awesome. Yes, indeed. Great movie, great time. <laughs>